community of members, coaches, and professionals working as a team of like-minded individuals in constant pursuit. Connecting this exclusive group with the tools and resources they require to live a high-performance lifestyle, conquering what life has thrown at them. We are Living the Fit Life. Welcome to the Living the Fit Life podcast, episode 28. I'm joined by Adam. How's it going, buddy? Good, good. We got a little bit of a morning session this morning, so our, our voices might sound a little bit different. But caffeine is in. We're getting started because today's guest is a true rising grinder. We got Mitch Blaine on the call. How's it going, Mitch? Hey, boys. Thanks for waking up early. I appreciate it. You know, this is my time. Yes, yes. Uh, Adam, Adam sort of suggested this time because he said it's sort of a good time to capture the real Mitch. I wanted the post-workout adrenaline high, the real, the raw Mitch Blaine. And, and, and you're going to get it, buddy. I mean, I, uh, you're going to love this, ADJ. I just came away from a nice little bicep curl session. Little, I am excited to get back to LP. There's only so much I can do in my bloody basement. So uh, anyhow, I just, I just had, to, had to pump it up a little bit. All good. You want to change your camera a bit to be on the vibe? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's tilt it down a little bit, boys. Feeling good today. You're doing bicep curls today. Anything yeah, else? Do yeah. some core, do some abs, triceps. You know it, Chappie. Yeah. You know it, buddy. I mean, yeah, we threw a little cardio last night into the mix and, uh, you know, just, yeah, mix it up. I, I'll tell you, I mean, I know we're going to talk about habits and routines and all this kind of stuff, eh? but, uh, I don't care what it is anymore. I just got to do something in the morning. And I think I've uh, programmed my brain to get that big dopamine blast first thing in the AM. And when I don't get it anymore, I am a miserable SOB. So, uh, <laughs> you know, whether it's bicep curls or core, you know, or, you know, great, you know, LP workout, which I can't wait to get it, even in the parking lot, man, just something I'm, I'm super stoked to get back at it. That's amazing. Yeah, we're going to sit down and talk about uh, your journey and how your sort of your life has changed over the past few, few years. Um, and actually, you were my first training partner at, at LP. So you sort of sort of uh, showed me the way. So I'm sure we'll dive in that a little bit. Um, but yeah, like we hear it all the time, you know, top performers are asked about sort of, you know, what habits that they don't budge on and what they make a priority. And, you know, usually fitness is like their top priority, right? So you're a top performer. I'm really excited to sort of hear from you on how you sort of manage it all, get into sort of how you've sort of used or have you embodied the living the fit life lifestyle. So super, super excited. Um, maybe we can start with sort of where we kind of always start is like, give us an idea of like, where were you before LP? Like, what was your life like in the realm of what we're about to talk about? Like, paint us a picture here, Mitch. Uh, a hot mess. Right. I mean, I, I've got some other profanities I could probably throw in there, but it was it was pretty ugly. Um, so, you know, the journey of Mitch Blaine, as the story goes, um, you know, came away from playing sports at a young age. Always played sports, team sports, uh, took it to the level of kind of, you know, getting into university sports. And then life happens. Things happen. Change happens. And uh, I, I mean, Chad. Adam, you guys know me well enough. I, I work hard. I like playing hard. Um, and you know what? I started playing a bit too hard, especially through university and after university. And frankly, you know, got up to about, you know, my most embarrassing piece is getting up to about 275, 280 pounds at some point in that mix. And I, I'd love to say it was just 
jacked, uh, far from the truth. Uh, I enjoy drinking a lot of beer uh, amongst other recreational activities. And uh, so it was just a, a, a bit of a chaotic time, um, you know, and I, uh, I think things started to really kind of shift for me. Um, I, I met my uh, one and, you know, key partner in my life, which is Melissa. So big shout out to Melissa Blaine, who's frankly been the anchor of my life and, and kicked my ass to get my, get my shit together. Part of my language. I don't know if you're going to edit that post chat. I hope so. Um, no, no. By the way, a little bit okay. of a, a preface and disclaimer for anybody listening to this call. Anybody who's worked out with me knows I tend to kind of throw around a few F-bombs. So I'll try and avoid those as much as I can. Um, Anyhow, I, you know, honestly, where it really started shifting for me was with uh, with kids. I was a bit of a late bloomer with kids. You know, life was in a bit of shambles. And Frank, the last thing on my mind was ever having kids. Um, so as soon as that started coming into the picture, I, I really started realizing these things are little sponges. They're watching everything I do. They're little clones. And I started seeing the behaviors of Nixon, my, my first son. And you know what? Uh, at that point, I, I knew I had to had to make a real change and 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 lead by example, as the saying goes. So for me, um, you know, as coincidence happened, I was ready for it, and some great people came along. Um, you know, including Adam, uh, who was introduced to me by Martin Gedja. So big shout out to Mickey, who you know put me into the LP world, and then met wonderful people like you, Chad, and you know, amongst other lifelong friends, no doubt, um, and of similar kind of people. And yeah, from the story from 275 and just shambles of a life into, uh, I don't know, I think I've, I've, I've managed life okay over the last eight years. We're now down to uh, about 202 this morning. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> there you go. the pandemic, pandemic at the beginning of it, you know, was, was a big thing. And I mean, I, I use weight, by the way, as a, a bit of a, an output outcome it's not the 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 reason for things it's it's just more mm -hmm. of a a monitor for me on if i'm following my good habits and i know we're going to talk about that in a second so anyhow uh the journey continues by no means over and uh you know i'm I, like i said i'm excited to get back at it because the pandemic i feel like i'm on a bit of a hamster wheel even right now so I, i'm looking forward to some some change and and how do we kind of break through the next plateau and go to the next level so uh yeah, that's, that's the story as it goes. Yeah, I think everyone sees the Mitch Blaine that walks through the doors now at 5 a.m. at LP and super fit guy, strong, healthy, living the fit life there every day. But I don't think a lot of members know the background of kind of where you came from and how hard you've worked to get here. I remember when you, you started at LP, I don't know what, I forget what your fitness routine was like, you know, kind of just before LP, but you love getting your ass kicked from day one. And that was kind of what got you fired up every day to come back. Yeah, I, I think you guys have created an incredible culture of like, I mean, I remember Kendra Burkholder. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure everybody was one of the original coaches and she was just so mean to me. Right. But I need that. I need someone kicking my ass. Um, I'm sure there's some deep rooted, I should go talk to my therapist about why I like that. But like, I responded, I respond really well to that kind of discipline and tough love. Eh? So, and Adam, I know you give it, I mean, you know, whether it's you coaching or frankly, you working out with me, like, you know, I, it's, it pushes you. Right. And that's, that's, 
honestly, I mean, you know, being in the house in my basement working out, it's, it's okay. It's fine. You know, it's temporary, but when you're around other people and I'm sure that's the team sport thing, eh? like there's a bit of competitiveness. There's a bit of, you know, a lot of camaraderie and pushing each other. Like, man, that's like, that's a drug on its own, man. I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it. Right. Like it's uh, it's really, really something that I do miss. I, I'm excited to get back at it. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of mentioned that. Cause like you are like, I, th- I, I believe when I joined the gym, it was 6am and we we're uh, going through the motion there, but then the mornings got pretty busy. And I think you were the bright star in everyone's life to mention the 5am class, which caught oh, on sorry. pretty, <laughs> you, you sort of led the charge there. Like, what is it that like, you just like uh i don't know like shine or just like own your morning like what is it with like the morning time you want to wake up super early and just get after it like being the first thing in your day because fitness is the first thing you do in your day and it's been like that for a long time for sure and i i mean it's funny i i i I learned i don't know with kids right it was the kids Mm -hmm. and they just sucked up all of my time, the little leeches, right? Like they, <laughs> they, they dominate my day, let alone work and, you know, giving time to Melissa. I mean, I realized that I wasn't going to get any time to myself, frankly, unless I did it before the rest of the world woke up. And so that was kind of the, the nature. I didn't want to put any, you know, any uh, undue or onus on the rest of my family. So I said, Okay, let's pardon me, put it on post. Like, let's wake up earlier and get what I need to get done. Now, I mean, you say I, I do fitness first. Like, I got a bit of a routine where, like, I'm up at, I mean, I'm sleeping in the pandemic because I don't Give us your drive. routine. Give us your routine. So, so when we we're going to the gym and I had to drive 10 minutes, right? So I'd wake up 10 minutes earlier. I'd wake up at 3.50 a.m. Now I'm sleeping until 4. So I get, you know, a good, good little extra 10 minutes, right? Um, and... I'll tell you what, though, like I've had my whole prep for the day, like wake up, I shower. Toughest thing I do, gentlemen, for sure, is the cold shower. Mm-hmm. So it's at least a minute at the end of my shower, like right when I wake up and it's turning that dial, man, every day. Like I, even this morning, it's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But you just crank it. You stand there. You breathe. Um, so get out. Like I'm shaved. I'm ready for the day at 4 15 a.m right and i'll have a, a little bit to eat i'll kind of you know the next big thing that was a bit of a game changer for me and i it's one of those things that i didn't realize how important it was was meditation so i meditate for sure at least once a day and in the morning after kind of hygiene and all that kind of stuff i'll i'll, I'll do meditation for anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes so like if you kind of you know stack up all this before going to the gym even right like 5 a.m works perfectly but i've i've been at it for a good kind of hour at that point before i really get into the gym so i'm i'm well awake it's not like i roll out of bed and you know directly mm-hmm. into, the, into the gym um and that you know i learned at the er- you know early days of the pandemic eh, when that kind of shook us all on our routines just how um how off balance i was like that routine has been modified tweaked um you know i tried new things i've i used to do other things you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's been finally crafted over a period of called five years and i know it works because when we first got in the pandemic i fell off of it and i realized 
how my mental state had really fallen off higher stress levels, poor eating. Do you know what I mean? Like it really did set me up for the balance of the day. So yeah. And I mean, then the workout just gets that motor cranked up. Uh, I, I do, I do thrive on being around people. So, you know, you mix that in at the LP community and in, in a workout with, with people you, you love and, 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 and kind of thrive with, like, it's, it's the best way to start the day. So, you know, for me that, you know, I'll call it between 4am and 7am before the kids wake up that three hours, that's Mitch Blaine's time. And then the rest of the day is to the rest of the world. And so that's why it was done. And that's why I do it. And I, I'll tell you what, I mean, I've, I've really dialed it back in the last six months because I realized the power of, of that, that morning routine for sure. Yeah. It sounds amazing. You're, I mean, yeah, you're true. You're true to the idea when you're morning, when you're day for sure. So like it sets, I like, how do you, like, how do you, for the folks that like, we have, we have some listeners that like can't contemplate, you know, waking up super early and doing all these things. And then we have some listeners that are sort of trying to build a routine like you are right They're Now they're going to the gym early. Uh, we talked to Laura Lee, we talked to a few different people. Um, but like, how do you find your, how do you find what the rest of the day is for you? Like, like three o'clock in the afternoon, you've been working long or even like six o'clock when you get home and you're with the kids. Like, how do you find, because I imagine there were days that you didn't do it versus days that you do do it. Like, how do you find your body, your, your mental state? Like, do you find yourself, do you notice a significant difference? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, it's not just those first few hours. Like I got to make sure I eat right through the day. You know what I mean? If I, if I don't follow kind of certain habits to the balance of the day, I'm going to burn out. Right. You can't, you can't go every day at red line from 4 a.m. till 9 p.m. every day. You'll, you'll, you'll burn out. Like you will. So, I mean, I know a lot of people I work with know this. Like I will, I have mastered, by the way, the 10 minute nap at, you know, about two o'clock. If I'm feeling irritated or if I don't have patience, that's my signal for Mitch, you're tired. And so like 10 minutes, set the timer. Um, you know, it, it, it works miracles that that's a big one for me. Um, but you know, eating right now, you know, this all too well, man. Like if, if I eat, if I eat my snacks, the right kind of foods, don't spike my blood sugar. You know what I mean? Like if I keep that all in balance through the entire day, golden, absolutely golden and energy levels stay consistent. So there, there is more than just, you know, a couple hours first thing in the morning, like it, mm-hmm. it's really important to kind of fall through the program through the entire day. And, and look, I don't stay up until 11 PM. I don't watch Netflix series end on end on end. I, I, for whatever reason, been, you know, avoided that. I, I just, I, I, if I, if I'm going to lie around, I'm going to go to sleep because usually by 9 PM I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, my kids are going to bed. They're not staying up late. So I'm going to sleep too. So, you know, I, I got to go to bed at a, a fairly early hour. I'm sure compared to most. Yeah, I think for Mitch, like what what I'm hearing and reminded of and what I've seen over the years is that like this routine hasn't been set in stone since day one. And he mentioned it like he's been playing, tweaking and working with this routine and being patient with it. But like he said, it kind of sets him up from a, a you know mental standpoint and then gets him set from 
the nutrition standpoint for the day, I think, you know, to go with that morning routine, you were talking about like, you know, you get up, you have your cold shower, you do your meditation, which used to be like, you know, hammer through 20 emails, right? And then you're like, no, no, this isn't working. I got to tweak it, change it. Then he hits the gym, but then that sets you up for your post-workout breakfast. And then you get into your routine of like, you know, like you mentioned, the whole day setting you up for that. So it's, I mean, it's become a, a, a discovery process, right? Like right. even what I do in the morning at work versus what I'll do and program for myself in the afternoon. Cause I know I'll be tired, man. Like, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, but I'll tell you what, like coming out of the workout, the focus you get, and I'm sure, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I often will think, okay, you know what, I mean, I'm tired. I had a, a big week or stressful week. I, I feel worn out. I need to sleep in. And when I don't get up, I am way worse off. Like it, it, it really does kind of set you up for the rest of the day. And if you play in your natural rhythms, eh, um, it, it really, once you, once you experiment with that stuff, it uh, can be, be powerful stuff, right? can be really powerful stuff. And if you get off of it, you really start noticing it. Yeah. That mentality of it being a discovery and like learning and growing as you go. And Mitch is a, a guy who's constantly researching and looking for better ways or reiterations of what he's doing and i think that learning mindset that growth mindset is so crucial to his success which is so cool yeah i mean it's, it's become a bit of an addiction i'm sure i'm at points take it to the point of unhealthy i eh? like i mean like yeah I, it's, I, I get why people jump on the planes, right? Like you just, you're constantly trying to find new ways to do things and try and constantly push. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it really is. I mean, I gotta be careful. It doesn't become a bit of a, a problem also. Right. Um, the old saying, Hey, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You got to focus on what does work, stick to it. Do you know what I mean? Build on it. But you know, also He's don't only telling it. himself this right now to remind himself because 100%. We, 100%. we laugh at it all the time and we're like, dude, what you're doing is working. Just keep doing it. And he's like, yeah. no, no, I want more. I want more. Like, give me more. Come on. What's next? What's next? Yeah. Which is amazing. It's, it's, it's a bit of my ADHD kicking in, right? Yeah. Like, Ooh, shiny object. Ooh, shiny object. Ooh. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so would you say you have an addictive personality? <laughs> oh my god the worst um i mean I, I think, yeah go ahead i was gonna i was gonna sort of segue that i i knew the answer uh, for folks that didn't realize that but um uh so like how have you sort of turned the page because it sounded like you know eight like eight years ago before fitness became a significant part of your life you had probably other addictions that were obviously not good for your health um how have you turned fitness into sort of that addiction into that sort of drug and to, to facilitate sort of a, a healthy addiction to some, to somewhat? Yeah. I, I, it's, 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 it's been the replacement, Chad, right? Like, it, mm. like instead of crushing beers and you know, whatever, like I, all of a sudden going and doing a bloody half Ironman was the addiction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it it really did just replace a void. I, I mean, again, things I'm not proud of, but I recognize how important they've been in my, my journey and, and learning is, I mean, I was a smoker, right? Like I, 
I would hack darts. I would, I would smoke a pack of darts before I met Melissa. I, I was a pretty heavy smoker and I remember quitting smoking for the first time. And, you know, if anybody who's smoked out there knows it becomes so routine that, you know, whether it's after dinner, have a cigarette or after, you know, um, you know, when you're driving, it was mm-hmm. just routine, right? It's kind of like when you pull away from that, it's like if you took TV away from your evening routine, you feel empty. It's like, what the hell do I fill this void of time with? And so when I took away some of those things I was doing before and replaced it with exercise, which uses a fair bit of my time, um, it really helped to move past the bad, pardon me, the bad stuff. So, you know, that's how I kind of use the, I don't want to call it the addiction, but like the filling of time. Right. Um, but again, this is where I think, you know, for me, meditation has been a big a big piece for me because I don't have to do everything all the time, be constantly busy. There's a place to just stop. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's how fitness has really come into a chat is just replacing the bad stuff. Don't get me wrong. The bad stuff is always there. The little devil on my shoulder going, Oh, do it, Mitch. That sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. Use your body as a, as a roller coaster ride. That sounds like a good idea. Right. So it's, it's, it's never going away ever i know that and so i just got to keep it filled with good habits good addictions um rather than some of the ones that are going to put me six feet under yeah buddy i think you know we we asked that question because you like many other lp members have that adhd addictive gotta you know do more personality that often leads down the road of like just filling time right and i think for all of our members to hear that like it's almost that replacement tool where you're finding ways to to do things that are beneficial for you and your health and your well-being not trying just to say you know i need to remove my addictive personality from my life i need to get that out you know that's often what I hear is, oh, you're just replacing one addiction with the other. That's not good. But I think what's important is, is finding ways to do it that are, are better, right? And that's what you've done. And I think, that, um, I think that plays into like a theme of high performers. I don't want to say I'm a high performer, but I think that's the drive thing that really pushes a lot of people to continually grow is this idea of, um, you know, like uh, you go to the gym, okay? And there's days where like, man, I crushed that. I was just on fire. I was at my best. I, I, I just felt really good. There's other days and whether it's the gym or work or just whatever, where you're like, man, you really, you really messed up today. You didn't, I was going to use other words there, by the way. Like <laughs> you should do better. You're like really hard on yourself, eh? And I'm, I'm the worst for that. And it's just, I think that is that dichotomy. It's that constant move between the ends um, that makes us, that pushes us, right? Um, And so, you know, I I mean, I don't know if addiction is the right word as much as that is the nature of driven people. Um, And I I think, you know, I, I always joke, I know I joke with you, ADJ, like, man, why can't I just find moderation? Why can't I just, you know, have one cocktail, right? Why can't I just do, you know, one workout? Um, 
And, you know, at the same time, I think that just is my balance comes through maybe a bit more heavy barbell on each end. I know we were kind of before the, 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 the tape in here, right? Talking about my barbell is a little bit more bent, but in the end of the day, it does come back into balance, right? And I, I don't mind that. I'm, I, again, you know, kind of a, some, some things I've added to my routine. I, I see a therapist once a month, right? For no reason. I'm sure we've all got some things we could talk about with people, you know, who have no bias, but, you know, for me, it is, it is really taught me to be okay with that type of lifestyle. That is who I am. Embrace it. Uh, and so for me, um, you know, I, I don't mind having that kind of pull on both ends. I hope that made sense. Absolutely. buddy. hundred uh-huh. percent. Yeah. And I think we often talk to people that sort of um, get started in this because like they feed off of like competition, right? Like that's a common theme that we, when we talk to people is like competition is one of the things that is like a, a, is a thriving theme within our community, but we don't really often talk about like the idea of like fitness being addiction. And I think a lot of people after maybe hearing this would probably say, well, no, that, that's kind of, you know, partially like why I, I'm, I'm sort of addicted to fitness in, in some way. Um, and I don't know if there's a difference between addiction versus fit versus competition or anything, but um, I wanted to ask you about, cause I'm thinking back to the days in the gym at old LP. When I joined the gym, it felt like competition was a big part of sort of what you sort of like competition seemed like a thing that you were thriving under at the gym as well. Would you say that's true? Yeah, no, I, I, I healthy competition. Right. Eh? And I mean, mm. we just made a, a, a big move. We are, team at work just made a big change and you know we internally in our team right we compete hard with each other it's it's a it's a healthy competition though um versus you know an unhealthy competitive level and that's where i always found lp was you know like look working out with you two maniacs right like it was like yeah i'm gonna try and keep up with adam or, you know, I, I, I you know, it, it pushes you, right? I, I don't want to beat you. I don't want to, you know, dominate you. Like, but it's like this idea of just pushing each other. Um, I, I'm not sure if competition is the right kind of word for that, but whatever that is, that healthy competition, absolutely thrive under it, right? But there's a balance there. It can, if you're not careful, if the culture is not right, eh? whether it's mm-hmm. at LP or at work or wherever you are, on a team, like it can, it can get really gnarly. And well, that's what I found amazing about LP is there's always been competitiveness, but it isn't, it's never gotten unhealthy. Eh? Um, mm-hmm. Which to me is, is quite amazing. I think it's pretty telling about the people that are there. Yeah. I think, you know, to add to your, to your point about that healthy competition. And I see this in Mitch a lot is, is it's, it's him versus him. Mm-hmm. He wants to be better. And he knows the way he's going to improve is by using the people around him to make him better versus trying to beat the others. Right? I've never heard Mitch say, I want to do an Ironman to beat someone or something else. It's, it's always just, I, I want to do this because it's going to make me better. And I think a lot of us use that same Mitch, Mitch is not going to compete against me. There's so many different variables and factors, you know, that we have in our lives that don't make it 
you know, a competition directly against each other, but we use each other to, to be better. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the cool way of looking at it. It gives you a benchmark, right? It gives you something to compare against in your progress. You know what I mean? I'm coming for you, ADJ and right. you Chappie. I know you guys have been working out. Like I, I got a bar coming in a couple of days, man. Like I, I, I'm coming for you boys. I'm coming. <laughs> I think that's the cool oh, thing yeah. about LP is that we know when we're in the parking lot again, or when we're in the gym again, like I don't want to take too much time off when we're, we're clo- like when we're closed because man, I gotta, I gotta compete against these guys and girls when I get back. So it's, it's go time, right? Yeah, it's funny. It's like it's like the bald barber, right? Yeah, you you gotta be the fittest, ADJ. You got different pressures, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Oh, the big dogs are coming. coming. Yeah, I can I can see you're so excited already. Both oh, these I'm guys gagged. are super excited. Um, I I think yeah, competition works within fitness specifically versus maybe like a a career is because you know you're competing against yourself. Um, and you want yourself to get better, but you also want the person beside you that you're competing against to get better too, right? Like you want them to win too, right? Like if you're playing a team sport, you don't want the other team to win because they're going to beat you. It means you lose. Yep. But I think in fitness, it's got this weird dynamic where you actually want the person beside you to, you know, better their, their mile time. And if, if I'm going to help that person pace that out and I'm going to get five seconds better and they're going to get three seconds better then, you know, that's, that's the perfect formula right there for sure. No. And I, I think that on a, you know, for me just, and I think this comes with age, eh? like, Oh, I'm sounding mm-hmm. old already, man. Give us the wisdom. Um, Give us the wisdom. You know what? Honestly though, like Chad, like it, it has, and by the way, I, I, for, I don't know how you got the name happy. I don't know where that came from. Chad is chappy. Sorry, Chad. Um, you know, for me, coaching has become like a really big, rewarding kind of mentality, right? Like, and I often think about Eddie in the gym because, like, I'm not his coach, but I just, I, I would root for that guy and just watch his growth. You know what I mean? Like, I'm using an example in the gym, mm-hmm. but it's also something that's really been fulfilling for me at work, right? With people. Like, I think that's the nature of high performers. Eh? At some point you go, I, I got to try and do something that's more legacy based instead of just fully selfish. And that's where coaching really has been a big piece to me. And I think that's where, you know, the interesting mix of LP, right? You got some people that are kind of more of that coach push you mindset, but then you've got the, the players, the younger, you know, players that are really pushing to grow and they'll get there too. Like, I think that's all, part of life right um so yeah. for me i i think you know and, and again great some great coaches at lp um it, but there's also a lot of great player coaches at lp eh? like 100%. some of the members that yeah. will push and i think that's that's all part of the team culture right like yeah. uh i think that's uh that's critical and it's really really been a big piece for me um taking taking out the element of hey i'm against you into the element of i'm gonna push you that pushes me and that kind of coaching kind of mindset. Right. Well, I, I found that actually, uh, I latched on to that right when I joined it with you, actually, I know that you're not much older than I am, but I like right away where I was like, man, I need to learn something. Like I need to like, just be here and just like work out with this guy and get fitter. And I'm going to learn a lot from this guy. So he's going to sort of show me the ropes. I, I kind of felt like 
you did show me the ropes at, at LP. Like I have to time, uh, times call you like my angel wings. Like when I was in my <laughs> happy, thank you, brother. <laughs> I mean, no one, no one like can, you know, watch over a guy's squat better than you can. I'm telling you, I, I I've never felt more comfortable. Um, hey, uh, and, and I'll, I'll tell you something, right? So I'm sitting in my office right now. Sorry to cut you off, Chappie, but I'll tell you what, okay? And I'm going to move my camera. I don't know if you want to put this. So this is my bookshelf, right? And I got all these little plaques and all this uh, stuff mm-hmm. there, okay? But there is one there, and I don't know if hang on, I'm going to scoot it up here. So see this one right here? Yeah. It's, right? Like, there it is. I, you know what? I'm getting goosebumps again, man. This has been good. I should do this every day. This, <laughs> this is, is a therapy session, buddy. Morning routine stuff. Um, but my front and center, Chappy, I love it, buddy. And I love, I love that you, it helped you brother. That means a huge amount to me that you said that because, yeah, uh, I do, I do thoroughly enjoy watching other people succeed, man. Yeah. I look, I look back at that time. That was like a fun time for fitness. Like it was, uh, that, that group, we would be running mile times and trying to get better mile times and like, just like constantly, like that was a really, uh, I think that was like. That was back when we were doing lifting a lot more and Olympic lifting. We're, we were all new to like Olympic lifting. That was one of the things that we tried and we learned. And I remember just like constant like drills for snatch and, and clean and jerks. And it was just like very technical work. It was super, super cool that we were all sort of practicing that for the first time. Um, and you, you were always a strong, strong dude. And I was always like, man, I need to get as strong as this guy and I'll be, I'll be set. Um, so yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure you gave me the nickname Chappy. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> At, uh, af- after, I think I gave you the nickname Mittens, and I don't think you liked that so much. And I think that's why you gave me Chappy, which hey. Chappy stuck. Mittens didn't, but. Uh, oh, I don't, it follows me everywhere, Chappy. What are you talking about, man? Yeah. Oh, my God. Everywhere I go. And hey, you know what? All right. So just for those who don't know, I wear gloves every time I work out. Right? So there. There it is. <laughs> I, you know what? Whatever. Softest <laughs> hands in the league. Softest hands. In the league. Yeah, buddy. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Those were good times. Those were fun times, for sure. Fitness is really I, fun. I, 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 everyone, like, I'll tell you what. You lock the dog in the cage for too long. When he can finally get out, he wants to run. Right? I will tell you right now, gentlemen. Like, we're gonna get at it in a big way soon it's coming i got my poke right <laughs> I'll, I'll advocate for the vaccine whatever like in the end of the day the world is coming back and we've been tucked away from the thing that we love doing think of the story you just told chad like it's going to mean even more to us coming away and out of this thing man like uh, i couldn't be more excited man it's coming yeah. real soon that's amazing um, I wanted to s- sort of get into, uh, the other topic of like, we've talked a lot about fitness and balance and sort of, and even like your, your journey and going back to your, your routines and stuff like that. Like, how do you, and a lot of people are probably listening, like, oh, this, like, you know, Mitch is set, Mitch has got it. Um, but I wanted to ask you like how you've practiced patience over like this time, right? Cause it's like, we often hear about people that go all in with fitness, all in with nutrition, all in with, and they just want to like, I want to lose 25 pounds and I just want it right now. Right. I want to, the second I walk in the gym, 
I'm cha- I'm going from eating fast food and snacking all the time to eating chicken, broccoli, and rice three days, three days or three times a day. Like, how do you practice patience that the journey is not just, you know, not just, you can't just walk and do it. You got to first implement fitness and then you got to make sure that's solid. And then you got to implement this and this and this, like, how do you practice patience in it how, of how you've gotten to this point where you now have this sort of full routine in a day that kind of practices all these things? Yeah. I, I mean, patience, like I said, I know I'm tired when I lose patience, right? Like it, it, to this day, Chad, like still patience is a challenging thing for me. I have high expectations of myself, eh? Patience to me means patience for myself, but also for others. And you know what? I, I got kids. I got a wife. I got friends. Do you know what I mean? Like I got coworkers. Like I, 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 I do work on it every day. And usually, um, you know, I, I think when I, I dropped from two, the, the drop from 275 odd pounds to call it 200 pounds took about eight years, nine years, maybe longer. Gosh, man, could have been 10 years. Like that on its own, even just reflecting on it tells you it doesn't happen overnight. Right. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm hard on myself as I'm sure you two are, you know what I mean? Like we never think we've achieved enough. And, you know, I, I, what I've just found is with the routines, when you follow the routines, when you do the, you know, you're doing the right thing you should do. Um, the patient comes, right? Like, you're like, oh, I did everything I could, right? You know, those days where it's like, mm-hmm. I nailed it. I did everything I know I should have done. And, you know, the patience is easy. It's when you fall off those routines or when I fall off them, that's where I become impatient. It's like, ah, I, I know I shouldn't have done that. Or, you know what? I could have done that better. I know that's not how I work at an optimum state. And so in the end of the day, I think the patience comes with discipline, with the discipline then you know you've done everything you should have or could do. And so patience becomes easy. I hope that made sense. Um, but I needed to really develop patience. I think this is all part of that kind of mental shift with kids where the kids came in and it was like, I need to understand that, you know, these, these little creatures, you know what I mean? They're not going to know what the heck to do day one and they're hungry or they're tired. Do you know what I mean? Like be patient take a breath. And, uh, so it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm answering your question, Chappie, but it was just, it's a constant work in progress, but no doubt discipline kind of helps to maintain it. Right. At least it does for me. Mm-hmm. No. So yeah, no, you answered my question. And I think I want, I want to dive more into like, you know, the first little bit of your, of your journey. Like you said, like your weight at your highest to your lowest took a long time. When, when did you start sort of really implementing good nutritional habits? Like obviously fitness was sort of step one. When did you realize that nutrition was going to have to be another thing to add to your sort of lifestyle to make a, a more significant change? Cause we know that fitness doesn't just drop 70 pounds. Like when did you notice that and start implementing that? I, still, still a battle, Chad, like, and ADJ, you know, this man, like for me, the food is still an addiction, right? It's still a drug. I still will fall off and use, right? Um, food, but it's highly accessible, whether it's sugars or anything. So it's interesting when we first started kind of training with the, uh, the endurance training for that, the, the half Ironman back two years ago, I guess. 
Um, that's where I really noticed. I, I got heavier. I got put on more fat. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've actually noticed that the harder I work out and the more I do, like if I do two or three hours of working out in a day, which at peak of kind of the Ironman training, eh? like it got heavy amounts of volume. I found I was eating more, right? Like somewhere in there, there's a balance. Um, so I'm not absolutely famished, but I'll tell you, Chad, I mean, and, and Adam knows it's like, I've been known even till this, to this day, to this day, like it's not, I'm having one donut, right? I'm having like a dozen. Okay. So like binge eating for me is, is still a battle. Um, again, I, I, you know, I found with habit routine, keeping my blood sugar, right. Eating the right food through the day prevents a lot of the cravings later at night when I'm tired. Cause that's usually when I kind of fall off, right. Like exhaustion kicks in and you go, fuck it. Pardon me. I'll use the mm-hmm. one F bomb, right? Like you just hit the fuck it button and you just crash. I hope you can edit that by the way. And you know, mentally lose all control. So for me, it's still a battle. Um, but what, you know, like, and, and the root of all this, by the way, whether, you know, it's the addictive kind of elements of fitness or healthy eating or any of this, it's all driven by, for me, it's all driven like by my mental state, right? Being content mm-hmm. and energized and not too high, not too low, but just at that kind of optimum level that I can sustain, right? So I've realized that really bad eating habits, the binge eating at the end of a week, crushing an extra large pizza and a dozen donuts, like doesn't do anything good for me. And Mm -hmm. I I feel way worse the next day, but it's still, I wish I could say I've mastered that one. That one, that one I think will be with me for a while. And I'm okay with that. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just going to be always one of those things I have to have to have to work at. Yeah. I think what I've seen from Mitch in terms of, that nutrition side is the same learning mindset that he took into fitness and uh, his morning routine and all that stuff. At first it was like, when we first started working with Mitch, tell me what to eat, tell me what to do. And then it became, why am I doing this? And figuring out what he was doing and why he was doing it and learning the science behind what was going in his body. You talked, you, you talked about uh, the endurance training and that was a huge wake up call for all of us. And probably an aha moment that was like, you know, nutrition is so crucial and the science behind it makes such an, has such an impact on our bodies. Um, and I know it was for me and, and we went through the same kind of challenges, but now Mitch has, because he learns, he can talk about his blood sugar levels and he has that routine that he just goes back to as his staple routine, right? And it's like reset button if things get off track and you, you tell me that, you're like, boom, no, going back, you know, started cleaning things up again and I'm back in my routine, which is so cool. What is that routine? Like from a, a nutrition standpoint? Yeah. Uh, routine is, all right, you ready for this? Like it's so programmed, right? Oh my God. I sound like a robot. Like, you know, first thing in the morning, it's all right. So the cocktail is warm water, 
cup of warm water, lemon juice, um, kind of a glutamine mix called glutamed with some cayenne pepper because you drink a spicy drink, warm water with lemon juice at 4.15 a.m. Yeah, your senses kind of come alive, right? It kind of kicks the whole system up with a uh, uh, vegan protein with greens, right? With fish oils, right? Kind of get that brain lubricated. Um, so that's kind of the morning breakfast. And then, uh, you know, after workout, it's eggs, it's, you know, protein shake. It's, I mean, I've got my, my live grain breads here with almond butter. You know what I mean? I've been eating this stuff, for, but it, it works for me. Um, you know, the key, the key is snacking, like smaller, regular, low sugar foods throughout the day to just maintain that blood sugar. So I'll have a handful of, you know, nuts kind of at 10 a.m. or something like that. Then lunch is, uh, I started to say, Chad, your broccoli, rice, and chicken comment, something like that is ideal, no doubt. Um, lunch, you know, after lunch, kind of midday snack, again, very important because when you wake up at 4 a.m., like, you know, four till nine at night, how many hours is that? Like, you need to eat regularly. Um, and then dinner, dinner is, again, you know, lean protein, try to have some kind of, you know, carb um but you know not not white bread right like a rice or a potato or whatever it is uh lots of greens um you know is is something that i've really in the last two years the greens like i'll lined up a thing spinach with some coconut water like just huge you know mental gains with the, the massive amounts of greens but there's no doubt i mean you guys know me well enough like i love caffeine like Talk about a drug. What a wonderful drug. Um, but I, I have to I have to curb that. I, I cut coffee off again because it just gets me too high, too wound up, too stressed of a state, and I don't drink enough water. So the other thing that I've found when I'm in the optimum diet, nutrition, whatever it is, tons of water, man. Like I think I drink somewhere around like four liters of water before 7 a.m. Like it's it, I pee a ton, right? Like it by it's it's all part of throughout the entire day. Think about it. If you're exhausted, dehydrated, and blood sugar crashing at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to be a hot mess, right? Like mm -hmm. you can't sustain that. So, you know, for me, that's that's kind of the the protocol when I'm I'm really doing it well. That's that's awesome. I love I love hearing uh, people's sort of daily nutritional stuff. Cause it, it is kind of like a hack, right? You can have to hack it all together and for each individual person, right? Like you see some commonalities, but, um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I'm the same with you. Like I did caffeine, but now I can't, I just get like too wired and I get anxious. And if my kids start going crazy, I lose my mind. And so now I'm on decaf and <laughs> it's like, it, it is crazy how like you have the kind of it's like science experiments on your body. It's, it's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fun yeah. part about it all. Uh, I, I, one, I'll give a plug to a book, eh? like tools for Titans by Tim Ferriss. If yeah, anybody's yeah. read that bloody book, if you like, you know, kind of the, the bot, you know, doing experiments with your nutrition routines. I mean that it's a, it's, it's over here. somewhere. it is a monster of a book, but like a great way to just, mess and experiment with different things in your body and nutrition. So yeah, it's, you're absolutely right, Chappie. It's, it's really just kind of tweaking the system. eh? Yeah, totally. Totally. I do have a question at the end about, uh, 
of a book, but we'll talk later after it. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to move on to, um, cause you've mentioned a few times is you talked about meditation, but I wanted to talk about like recovery. You know, you are like a 110% full speed ahead sort of guy. Um, you've kind of mentioned a few times that you sort of have to sort of trigger yourself to sort of sit down and slow down. Um, you mentioned meditation. Are there other types of recovery modalities that you do, whether it's more physical treatment or any sort of contrast therapy or anything like that? Like, is it, or is, is meditation really the key to your success? Uh, uh, yeah. And I mean, I, I give a lot of thanks to the LP community. Another shout out, Dave Inglis, right. Has been an absolute guide for me on things to do. And I know you both subscribe to the, the hot cold therapy as being a, a big winner, but to that point, I mean, unfortunately I don't have a, I don't have a sauna at home and uh, I'll tell you what though, through this pandemic, not being able to go jump in Dave Inglis's frozen pool, right? Like, or any of this kind of stuff, like uh, hot baths, man, judge me all you want, gentlemen. I love my baths <laughs> and you know, I throw some Epsom salt in there, get some soft music on. It's fantastic. Me and my mittens, we enjoy our baths. So, you know what, in, in the end of the day, um, you know, it, 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 you find ways to find the space. Um, again, I, I, I know I give a lot of time to others and I enjoy that, but it's no doubt a, a real key to longevity. And, and, you know, you were mentioned about the caffeine and HIV, like that is stress, right? I'm a mm -hmm. pretty high stress person. If I don't do those kind of recovery, you know, pre pandemic, I was pretty, you know, religious about getting Know, massage therapy about you know stretching daily like the pandemic really has disrupted you find workarounds right and that's what it's kind of forced me to to do which is is has been a good learning experience um but there's no doubt some of the recovery doing nothing uh I'll, again whether it's the 10 minute nap or heck i got young kids still like i got a four-year-old she'll nap on the weekend for a couple hours guess what dad's napping too so Whatever kind of rest I can get when I can get it, I will take it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the one thing, again, sorry for all the gushy parenting stuff, but there was a saying that I always preached at Melissa. My wife was, you sleep when the baby sleeps when they're first born, right? So, you know, for me, kids are asleep by 9 p.m. So even the sleep element of recovery, right? I'm going to go to sleep, man. I could stay up and watch some Netflix, but. You know, at the end of the day, I do better when I just go to bed. Um, so, yeah, recovery is a, a big piece of it. It's it's different right now, um, but I I know we're heading to the light at the end of the tunnel and, and starting to introduce some new stuff or some old stuff that really works well back into it. Um, and that, you know, as part of the experimenting, some of the hacking into your system, eh? that recovery one can be uh, fantastic. I, I, You know, again, big shout out, Nate DJ, you were there the shaman ritual we did with Dave Inglis with the drums and oh my God, like there's so much cool stuff out there for recovery and mental space. Like, Oh, it's just, that's, that's the next, I'll say an addiction. It's not an addiction, but discovery, right? Like it's adventure. It's all, it's whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, so there's lots of, lots of fun things you can do in that recovery as well. Like super enjoyable. Yeah. Hey man, I think that's one we, we all, you know, are constantly learning about because we know how powerful it is. 
and we all want to go full speed ahead all the time. But then we hit that, you know, burnout feeling. Um, and, and Dave has had such an impact, but it's one that we haven't quite hacked like the nutrition and the fitness where I feel like someday it's going to be robotic and we'll know what works perfectly for us. We'll be always looking for ways to do it better, but it's one that I love just, you know, tweaking and playing with all the time, just like you do. And, and it's one thing for the body. It's another thing for the mind, right. And what it does for your mind. Like I, I, uh, I touched on it before, but man, meditation, as much as you hear, I can't do it. It doesn't work. I fall asleep. But that's the point is to work through those things. Eh? And meditation, like five minutes of meditation a day, two minutes of meditation a day. I even have my kids meditating. Like it is part of that recovery and calm, right? And that's, you know, whether it's recovering your body or recovering your mind, heck, the mind I think is even more important than the, the actual body because the body will fall. So meditation has been a real big part of that whole recovery work. Yeah. I, I, I've tried it and it hasn't worked, but I think you've inspired me to kind of pick it up because I think it's probably, would you say it's one of the big things that has kind of gotten you through this current time? hundred percent. And and it's one of those things. It's like, if you say, you know what, I'd like to drop some weight. I think I, I should, Sorry to kind of keep bringing up the weight thing. I know that's not everything, but if you expect to do that overnight, you are going to be frustrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like frustration is the result of improper expectation. If you go into meditation thinking, oh man, I should do it once or twice and I'm going to be fixed. Mm -mm, right. It's a daily hygiene thing. It's like plaque buildup on your teeth. If you, if you don't brush for a day, you're going to be okay. Right. Teeth aren't going to fall out. But if you do it for a lifetime, you're going to have some pretty gnarly teeth, right? Like meditation is kind of the same thing. It's just the daily brushing of your teeth. You don't notice how it really puts you above, but it doesn't let you, you know, drop so far down, like as if you didn't brush your teeth. I hope that <laughs> metaphor made some sense, but it's really a hygiene thing that, again, just helps with the other things, right? Um, and gosh, our minds, especially as high performers, we're always going, go, go, go. What can I do more? What should I be doing? If I'm sitting still, it's like, I should be doing something. I'll fill the void. Um, meditation can really help you appreciate that void and take that time to mentally recover. And, and yeah, for me, noticeable, you talk about caffeine and stress and, you know, kind of, you know, falling off with kids and kind of the patience piece going out the window. I, I found if I meditate every day for 15 minutes, First thing in the morning. I mean, I'd love to do it twice a day. It doesn't always happen. Um, noticeable improvement on patients, right? And and just a much more balanced perspective on on life. So awesome. we're all learning. We're all learning here, Chad. I, I love it too. Mm -hmm. I'm like you, buddy. I gotta. I'm learning more and more all the time about meditation and the importance of it, and and what to focus on or what not to focus on, and that first couple minutes when your mind is racing and you're like, I can't do this. This isn't for me. And that's kind of like the whole point of it. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Right. Get through right. that and, and yeah. accept those thoughts and the crazy brain and then watch what happens when you really get into it. So that's cool. 
No, and, and hey, I'll tell you I, again. Sorry for all the plugs. I promise I'm not sponsored. Like Headspace has Headspace is an app. It has some tremendous guides on learning it, but and I still use it to this day. Meditation is not just about sitting there and thinking that you do need a guide. You need a coach in meditation, and there's different types of meditation. Heck, you can meditate when you're walking. You can meditate thinking about how much you love people. You can meditate just listening to your breath, which is a big one, right? And focus on the breath. Like encourage anybody who wants to explore it, check out Headspace because there are some tremendous coaches and guides on different techniques and not all techniques. I, I do a couple that I really stuck to and that I find really helped me. So it's not just sitting there listening to the chatter in your mind all the time, right? Find a coach. It does help. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Hey pleasure i'll do it um i i had a few more questions um i'm assuming you are one of these people that creates goals and structure and sort of you know you build goals into how to how to get through this i wanted to ask you sort of what are some big goals that you have sort of this year um obviously you said mentioning getting back to sort of our old normal um, what are some of the big goals that you have? Uh, and that's, that's been an active uh, conversation, um, you know, and, and, you know, life pulls you in different directions, different priorities, eh? whether it's family or work or, you know, fitness and nutrition, like there's different, you know, kind of weightings that can go to each goal or life goal. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Right now for me in the last, six months in particular, we, we've made a big change at work and started a, a new office for a, a very large global fortune 200 company. Um, so work, you know, over the last and probably for the next 90, 180 days is, is the priority. And, you know, again, I, I really huge thanks to my wife for, you know, picking up and, and me dipping into the, uh, the, uh, the family account over the last little bit. Um, but I also understand that that's, that has to get back into balance as well, that I've, I've really put a heavy weighting on that work piece. Um, in the last 30 days, 60 days, I've really kind of dialed in on the nutrition and balance, right? Because I, I saw the, um, it was an unhealthy balance towards work that is not ideal for longevity mm-hmm. not saying work's not important it's critical and I, I i love it um but at the same time i need to make sure that i have a family i have friends and that i take care of myself so the goals are shifting chat uh, in the next year i'd say really you know for me it's a reconnecting right eh? um mm-hmm. i know i thrive around people i need my time alone no doubt but i can't wait to go and see you both at the gym or at a patio. I, I don't care where, right? Like, so a big goal for me is just reconnecting with people in whatever way I can, whether that's through fitness or work or family. Um, that's a, a real big goal in the coming year. Uh, and I want to be, a, I want to be, I don't want to say a leader, but I want to, I want to inspire others to feel the same way because I think a lot of people are scared and I get it. Um, and you got to be careful, no doubt. 
but I think we all need to, you know, as humans, a million years of history and, and evolution, eh? we need to be around people. We're mentally better for it. There's a lot of mental strain right now. Um, I mean, I, I did deal with depression for a number of years. I was on Zoloft, right? Again, food did not help with my mental health. Um, but I, I do think that that's one piece that I, I see as a, as a, a general vision for the next year, Chad, in goals, how involving, connecting, reconnecting with the people I care about um, and, and just getting things a little bit more back into balance because it's been heavily skewed to work. Um, work filled the void. Mm-hmm. Work filled the void. And, and there was a real good reason for it with this new venture. Um, so a bit of a general answer for you there, man. But uh, that's that's where I want to see it. I want to be great at everything, not just great at work. Um, so, yeah, that's what yeah. the next next year looks like for me in my mind. No, it's a great answer because I think you touched upon the idea of like having buckets and having themes instead of just like my goal is to, you know, lose 10 pounds. Like you like reconnection is a great theme and it's sort of it's almost like a, a, a getting to the way of like a, a vision statement for the next year. So I, I love how you kind of talk about that because I think that's because I think people really struggle with goals. But if you can put your mindset into like I have these buckets and this is just where my time is spent. I need to leverage one or I need to be in one more now. And I need to be in one more in, in six months because I need to balance it out. So I think that's a great way and an easy way of looking at life to sort of set goals. And and we don't always know, in my opinion, when we're, we're going through this shift day, eh? we don't, yeah. we don't know what exactly, Hey, maybe everything opens up and we're saying, Hey, let's go do a, a bloody adventure race you know, for two days in some mountains, who knows I'm Gabe, right? Like yeah. the, the, the values are there, the vision is there. I don't know if we completely know what the tangible goal will be because of thank you COVID. Right. Um, but in the end of the day, as long as that part is there, I know for us, a big piece at work has been, you know, and I've been a big advocate of the walk and talks, right? Like if you're not, if we can't meet at the office or at a coffee shop or wherever it is, Let's go for a walk, right? Yeah, did one it. yesterday with Luke and, and Cabin on my team and we just talk, man, right? Like rebuilding connectivity with people in person safely is kind of like a, a big goal. I know that's really general, but whatever that's... whatever activity is involved, uh, that's got to be a part of it. I wanted to ask you um, about the kids. Like that's a big part of your life. You mentioned a few times, like you are a, a leader in your career. You're, you're a coach in your career, you're a coach in life and you're also a dad. And how, how do you like all these things that you're doing for yourself? How are you trying to also instill really strong habits within your kids? It sounds like you lead by example in a really great way. Um, do you do anything specific to ha- sort of give them this sort of same sort of solid foundation. Yeah. I, you know what? It's, it's been, I mean, Adam Chappie, you, you both know it. I mean, I was always a big advocate of bringing the kids to the gym. You know what I mean? Do things mm-hmm. together, enjoy doing things together. And so even last night, you know, me and the, the two older ones, we, we went for a jog. We, we did rowing intervals on the, on the, the rower. And you know what I mean? Like, so the habits, I think, also come from, you know, kind of shared activities and doing things we both and all, all enjoy. And, and honestly, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to do it with a, a newborn, right? 
but as they've gotten a bit older, I mean, it's been super rewarding because we can do things together. I mean, I, I will meditate with the kids too. I will, you know, try to try to find ways to see joy in this. Uh, and Adam, you, you've driven by a couple of times lately, like, I mean, even going for walks first thing in the morning as part of a routine, right? Like, uh, I don't know, judge me all you want. Uh, people are like dogs, right? Like they, they, they thrive in routine. Dogs wake up, they want to go for a walk. They got to pee in the fire hydrant. They got to eat their food, right? There, there you go, right? Like they bark when somebody shows up at the door. Like in the, in the end of the day, like humans, we are no different. And so uh, I just, you know, I think I, think I want to instill them that, discipline from day one to have good good healthy routines so yeah i i uh it's a bit of lead by example but it's more i think you know kind of involvement eh? like be part make them part of it that's really important i even as i was kind of dialing into this call and thinking about lp a lot this morning it's like i i I look forward to man remember those sundays chad i know you had your kids they're like what a great time some of those Mm -hmm. park workouts where all the kids and the the families and even the look even if you don't have a family right just it, it really becomes this community kind of kind of effort um take the village right to raise a kid isn't that the saying right. um and so i i think that's all part of the involvement side of kids and yeah so that's that's kind of my approach to the whole thing amazing i had one last question what book are you reading now i want to get a re- book recommendation from you what i'm reading a couple um can't just read one, Chad. Let's go. Yeah. Well, give me one that. <laughs> I, 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 I will. Sorry, and I'm, I'm kind of looking over. I, I, you know what? I've, and I've got about twelve copies of the bloody thing sitting. Hang on for a second. Hang on. Twelve copies. What? So I, you know what? And I, I you think it's going to be? I mean, I'm reading some of these titles like Finding Ultra. You know, the Rich Roll one, right? And you know. Uh, built to last, healthy brain, blah, blah, blah. Great books. Okay. Like very resourceful, educational, mm-hmm. tactical. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to go in a totally different direction. So it's, this is from a, a guy, you know, great dear friend of mine, John LaFontaine, who I worked with. He's, he's based in Toronto and, you know, he's a bit of a spiritual cat and it's called the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. And I don't know if either of you have read this. No. I'm going to send you each a copy. That's why I got 12 of the bloody things sitting there because, and Adam, you know, I, I, I love sharing um, things I, I stumble across, including books. And it's, it's really about kind of a journey. It's, it's as much as it sounds like it's a kid book. It's actually about like adults can take a lot out of this and the journey that's involved in the people you meet along the way and, you know, the challenges, like it's, it's an incredible book, incredible artwork, by the way. So yeah, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. Um, uh, it's, it's like, I don't know, you can read it in 10 minutes. Um, bit of a different one than tools for Titan, which I think is like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that, that was the latest one. And I I bought a bunch of them and just give them to people I love. Right. So amazing. Anyhow, you're both going to get one now. There you have it. Thanks, man. I love that idea. You always catch us off guard, Mitchie. You know how to get us excited. <laughs> love it. Well, this has been awesome, Mitch. Really, really insightful. Thanks, buddy. For uh, I'm, I'm glad we were part of your morning routine. This has been this was a fun time to record a podcast. 
No, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having like this made my day. Made therapy my week. Session, I, and baby, I, therapy session. You know what? I love seeing both of you guys. I, I wish we were doing this in person soon. Soon. Yes. Soon. Soon. Yes. Patience. Patience. Yes. Patience. It's coming. No, thanks, thanks for doing this, guys. It's been awesome, man. kind of fun. Awesome. Thank you, boys. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Appreciate this. Um yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next time. And cut. That's a wrap. <laughs>